welcome to You Heard Me Right, a podcast that brings people together through creativity, collaboration, and colorful conversation. I'm your host, Casey. Today is our last stop in New York City before we move this tour along to another very special location. And each of today's guest artists arrived under some pretty unique circumstances. I mean, some of the conversations we ended up having, like, wow, I could not believe we ended up talking about stuff like, well, actually, I am not at liberty to tell you about all of that just yet. But I suppose I can share the theme of today's episode, which is secret formula. Let the creative mysteries unfold. Well, after this ad break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Hello. It is I, once again, joining you from the You Heard Me Right laboratory in search of the key to discovering the secret formula. Perhaps today's guest writer, Haley, who arrived at our New York City studio session by train from Washington, D.C., has some of the answers we seek. My name is Haley Mullins. I am the managing editor for a nonprofit called Center for the Advancement of the Steady State Economy. Uh, It's an ecological economics think tank. So when I got the writing prompt of Secret Formula, you know, not knowing who it was going to was both terrifying and liberating. So there's a, a comfort in the unknown. Haley will now read their piece entitled Deconstruction. I want to know how to shake hands with my mortality, to break from the existential vacuum, become acquainted with my raison d'etre. How do I shake hands with my mortality when I have no hands to spare? To become acquainted with your reason to be insists your desire outlast your suffering. I have no hands to spare, as they're painting over the obscenities plastering the walls of my mind, insisting that my desire conquer my suffering, saturating reality with a rosy afterglow. As they paint over the obscenities on the walls of my mind, I long for those familiar friends, saturated by the rosy afterglow, so I excavate their remains. I long for those familiar friends who call from the existential vacuum, so I gravitate towards their remains because I want to know. What I want to know is how those big, heavy questions that Haley posed in their written piece affected the creative processes of our two guest audio artists. The first of whom is a gentleman named Carrie Blue, who actually performed the 
arduous task of joining us in our attempt to crack the secret formula while in the middle of recovering from surgery on his sinuses. But perhaps I should continue my work in the laboratory and let him explain more. Hello, I am Carrie Blue. I am a music teacher in high school. When I first got the poem, my surgery had just gotten it scheduled. And as this was approaching too, sitting down to write was like a little daunting because it felt like it had to be the best thing that I ever did. The process really kicked off when I accepted that it's not going to be perfect. It's like, stop thinking about the surgery. Stop thinking about what happens if you're not here. You are here now. And that's the only thing that matters. Uh, I feel like I am so close to solving this quandary. Perhaps our second guest audio artist, Tanners, can help. She joined us in the studio straight from work and came through bringing the big vibes and super high energy. I definitely need to know what her secret is. Tanners, who are you? Hey, y'all. My name is Tanners. I am a pop star, songwriter, producer, and a mixer based in Brooklyn, New York. Not knowing um, who would be in this room honestly was kind of, I think maybe like the thing that I was most excited about. Because I remember listening to the podcast before and just like how the conversations between these artists, just how they flow. And I like, I listen in and I'm like, oh, I've had this conversation before. There's literally nothing better. There's nothing better. So I was really excited for that. Well, our three guest artists may not have discovered the secret formula just yet, but, but... Stay tuned, because after this break, you will hear all of the things that we were able to learn together during our enlightening discussion, including the pretty big secret that I accidentally ended up keeping from our soundies. Whoops. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Tanners, Haley... Carrie, welcome to You Heard Me Right. I'm so excited to be here with you all to talk about art stuff and other things as they pop up. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> Haley, 
as I'm sure you figured out by now, is the writer of the group today and was given the theme Secret Formula to respond to in writing. Actually, I think y'all might be the one group who I didn't actually tell what the theme was. And it was completely accidental. (laughs) But that that is what it was. And yes— their piece was given to you to respond to in audio format. And so now we are going to listen to those pieces, starting with, I believe, Carrie's piece. Yes, yes. Um, And next, we will hear Tanner's response. Bomb, better run 
Thank you very much. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you very much. So, Haley, now having heard these two responses to, you know, your very personal poem, what are some of the thoughts that are coming to mind for you? What are some of the things that you heard that you're like, oh, snap? Yeah, uh, they were both really cool um, and so different from each other, but I feel like they both captured the sentiment, which is really neat. You know, you can, you can create art based on art, and it can be completely different, but still, in a sense, be the same. I think it still has the same thread throughout, uh, which I think is really neat. I think something that I noticed about uh, Tanner's that was really cool was she sort of captured the repetition of the poem in her her piece, um, which I thought was really cool um, because that was something that I really thought about in terms of the prompt secret formula, um, sort of being sort of cyclical. And that repetition, I think, was really crucial to uh, the the idea that I was trying to capture. Nice. So you knew that the prompt was secret formula. (laughs) And it's like in this moment, I was like, I don't know if I told. <laughs> and so I'm curious, uh, both Carrie and Tanner's, when you were reading Haley's poem, like, did you have any indication that that is what the theme <laughs> could have been? Not at all. If you had yeah. to get, like, if you had to guess based solely on what was presented to you, which it said untitled, you got the poem. What do you think the theme that Haley was responding to would have been? Absolute existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> or like Ruddy got of time. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. So with that being said, how, Haley, did you come to this, 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 this piece from Secret Formula? Yeah. So um, I think that when we're faced with any type of crisis that is, uh, you know, more than we can handle um, in a moment. We we look for answers. We're always looking for answers. We're a species that wants to know, um, and so when we're when we're faced with a crisis, uh, we're looking for some sort of method, some sort of procedure, some sort of guidebook. Uh, you know, self-help book to to solve all of our problems. And uh, it's it's like we're looking for a secret formula that's not there. Um, and f- like getting to the point where we can abandon the idea that we're going to find a secret formula is really where we all need to get to actually live in the present. Um, so I I was just really wrapped up in this idea of there's, there is no secret formula to anything. Um, so I, I sort of turned the prompt on its head in a way um, and decided to kind of write about how there's not one. Uh, I think that uh, when I first read it, I was getting ready to go into surgery. And so to me, it was like it was like a person trying to achieve everything they wanted to before their time ran out and fighting back these thoughts that were saying, you can't do this, or you shouldn't be doing this, or you don't have time to do this, or, you know, all of the things that we think. I think one of the lines that you wrote that I thought was so amazing was, uh, obscenities uh, painting the walls of my beautiful mind, I think that's what it was. And uh, 
it's like something that I that just stuck in my head because it is it is like obscenities, these thoughts and these feelings that we feel prevent us from believing and dreaming and trying to go to the next level. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where I started. And I honestly, I watch way too much Grey's Anatomy. So <laughs> I was like, man, what if I die before the, like in this surgery? Like, what if it doesn't go well? Like, really bad. And so I just had this thought process of, you know, why am I here? I'm here to live. You know what I mean? And that's okay. That has to be enough. You know what I mean? Whether it's whether you achieve and do what you want to do, sometimes you don't, you know what I mean? So you just got to be okay with that. Yeah. I think you captured it, like, spot on. Thank you. Um, so I, like, so I, I read the poem, and I, like, eighth grade style started analyzing, <laughs> like, double underline. I'm like, okay, this was repeated. Hmm, I, okay, the, this could be a theme here. Okay, 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 okay. And the thing that stung, stuck out to me the most um, was the kind of the part you were saying, like, you know, kind of the essence of life is being present. And um, what was the line? The, the line about looking for answers and almost we feel like, if we know these answers to this, you know, existential, like, what are we doing? How do we, how do we be happy? How do we be ourselves? It's really the only way to do that is just to kind of find these, these glimmer, shimmery moments of life. Mm -hmm. um, and this one line in the piece I created, the like, let's just like burn it down, like whatever. <laughs> I'm just being like, this is what it is, and it's almost, like, really kind of freeing, you know, like, in, in lockdown, just kind of realizing that we we know nothing. We, ha we have no idea what's going to happen, and, like, the only thing that we can do to protect ourselves is to, like, of course, it's a cliche. It's, like, live in the moment. It's a cliche for a reason, you know? Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the I definitely got the, like, kind of running out of time, Five, hence the hence the panning clocks. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. Oh my god, Thanks. I love that. It was cool. <laughs> Appreciate it. Something that I noticed between all three pieces too is that I mean, even though like I mean, this is some heavy subject matter. We're talking about mortality and running out of time and not having the answers, but none of the pieces felt inaccessible to me. Like all of them felt like, oh, I can vibe with this. So mm. What do you think the role of the artist, the creative mind, is in helping to make subject matters like this more palatable? Or how, in your own life, have you used your art or someone else's art to to really help to deal with some of the, I don't know, just any of the tough issues or things that go on in life? I think a lot of it is just like, so like when you're sitting down to write something or write a, a piece, a poem, a song, whatever, um, I think the best way to like really get through your message is to do exactly what comes to you in that moment. Because I mean, honestly, really at the end of the day, we all think the same. <laughs> We're True. all going through the same thing. And I think the more you think about like, oh, I want this thing to sound like this. I want to say this. You get kind of too in your head and it becomes like less authentic over time. Cause you're like, oh, well, like, you know, I, I want to make sure that people are vibing with what I'm doing. And I think people are just going to vibe with the thing that just comes naturally right in the moment. All right. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um 
you know, being organic and authentic uh, is a huge part of making something accessible, right? It's when we try so hard to be something that we mm-hmm. we become not that thing. Right. Um, when you just kind of let go, uh, you stop trying to cling so hard onto this thing. Uh, that's when you actually find what you're looking for. Um, and I think that kind of circles back to what the poem is about in a lot of ways. Um, it's, you know, st- stop holding on to everything so tightly. Stop trying so hard and you'll, you'll actually find your way. Um, and so, yeah, I think making things accessible um, to people in different places and different backgrounds and experiences is just being authentic. All right. I think for me, I have a rule that I won't write unless I'm feeling it. Uh, I think so often we get into these like patterns of I have to write, I have to write, I have to write, I have to write, mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to do this. And I just got to the point where it's like if I'm not feeling this, if I can't actually express this clearly and the way that I want to, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't do me a service. It doesn't do the person or the message uh, the message that I'm trying to get across or the person that I want to hear it, it's not going to, it's going to fall on deaf ears. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I, I don't, I would just rather not do it. You know what I mean? Love that. <laughs> I would just yeah. rather not. Like, That's smart. Um, <laughs> so they pay us the big bucks. No, it's, no, this is so like young therapy group oh, something. All right, y'all, uh, raise your hand if you're in therapy. Me. Me. <laughs> and all three of you very enthusiastically I am. shot up your hands. Um, do y'all care about talk about therapy? Sure. Well, like, sure. Of course, not like your personal business, but like. Let's go. Why, Let's why, freaking do it. Why is this okay? Why is it okay now to say, raise your hand if you're in therapy? And you go, woo, me too. Yeah, but like, I. I, I don't remember growing up and sitting in rooms with adults who mm-hmm. someone could say, raise your hand if you're in therapy and For people sure. went like, <laughs> yeah. I, wh- why have we gotten to a place? I mean, I think it's it's fantastic where like, this is cool. This isn't weird. This isn't, you know, oh, something yeah. must be wrong if mm-hmm. they're in there. Like how, I don't know, how have we gotten here? Yeah. I think that like, it, that has been building for a while. We've all been faking it. Like, we're all okay. <laughs> like, fake it till you make it. We're all just fine. And then, you know, that starts building and building and building, kind of like both of your musical pieces. There's this build. There's a build that happens, and it eventually you're going to overflow. Um, and I think we all got to the point, especially with the pandemic and things like that, where we couldn't hide it anymore. Like you physically cannot contain it. You got to let it out. And then when you realize everybody else is doing the same thing, you're like, wow, why are we hiding the fact that we all need therapy and we're all in therapy? Let's celebrate it. Let's connect through it. Let's be vulnerable together. Uh, and we might actually get somewhere with this. Right. I think like, um, I mean, especially like boomers. No, no offense, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> but like therapy, it's like, when you think therapy, it's like, oh, you're going through something. Right. Ooh, like something bad, capital B bad, has happened to you. Um, and it's like, no, like, well, like, yes, absolutely. But there's so many of these other things that we have to deal with in this life and in this world and in this pandemic right. that, yeah, you might not, you know, 
like be bleeding all over the place, but you were like, we need help. <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, saying that you do need help. And again, like not help as in like, I'm drowning, like things are so bad. It's like, I just need to figure out who I am right. kind of. I think so much more therapy, I think, um, for our generation, I think is like way more of a, it's working on yourself and working through your problems, not like working on your problems, if that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I like, uh, growing up in a black household, like you, if you were in therapy, you were crazy. And maybe it was like that in other places, but I just know that even now, it's still kind of taboo in the African-American community. And I, I will be the first to say that I don't know that I actually believed in it until I got uh, in the relationship with my partner now. And she kind of pushed me towards it. And now I see it as like car insurance. <laughs> like, yes. no, I'm not going to crash my car. But just in case, I have the tools to actually deal with this thing. And I think that so many times, because we're in couples therapy too, and so many people were like, well, if y'all in couples therapy already, y'all need to like let that go. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. because our communication is going to be exquisite when we get to the point where we actually are having problems. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so I'm really thankful that I was able to get past my own preconceived notions of it and, um, and just realize it's about getting the tools that you need to, like you said, like figure out who you are and figure out why. Like, because honestly, like if you really think about all of the traumatic things that we have seen, if you're between the ages of like, I don't know, like 24 and like 40 right now, like you saw Columbine, you saw 9-11, you saw like just the crazy stuff that was happening in the government. You saw the pandemic, like Desert Storm, like all of these things, like this outside trauma that we internalize. And that's just on the outside. That's not you at home. That's not what's going on in your own life or relationships, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, I mean, I think everybody need a little talking to, you know, like uh, I, I think it's important. I really do. Wow. Getting deep. This is, no, this is this is <laughs> this is cool. This is super cool. I didn't know we were gonna, but that's that's the beauty of it all. That is. We have no idea what's gonna happen either. So I'm gonna ask y'all one last question. Cool. I'm gonna bring it home on a fun note. I mean, this has been fun. It's been real. <laughs> it's been real. I don't. I, I wanna to to bring it all home on like we don't have to. We can share more vulnerabilities if you want to, but this is like the opposite. Like, cool, you know, wrapping everything up with like time and not, you know, being vulnerable and being aware of your imperfections, flipping all that on its head. Like tomorrow, you can literally do anything that you want to do. There is no money restriction, no time restriction, no physical nature of the earth restriction, like tomorrow, you are going to go do the thing you want to do, fantasy, real, whatever. What is it? If you had no limitations, what would you do tomorrow? I just want to breathe. Oh. <laughs> That's it. I just want to be able to breathe through my nose, and I would be fine. I, that's it. 
that's oddly like simplistically but like beautiful. <laughs> no, I'm thankful for my breath right now. Oh my god. Dude. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, also, like I have to think about myself in the future. Uh, what I want right now might not be what I want tomorrow. True. Um, you know, we're so we change so fast uh and and desire changes so quickly too, but I think, you know, I I can't go wrong. You know, I'm always happy. I'm always content. Like if it was my last day on earth, if I knew the world was going to stop at midnight, um, I think I would just want to be at home with my wife and my cats. Uh, we could literally be doing anything. I just want to be near them. We don't even have to talk. We don't have to be doing an activity. I just want to be uh, there with them because that feels like home no matter where we are. Nice. Mm. That's so tender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Absolute fantasy. Tomorrow, um, I would want to be swimming in a natural body of water or a pool. I, you know, I'm not picky. Um, <laughs> with my best friends, doing stupid stuff, saying stupid stuff, and just like listening to tunes, driving in the car, ah, with some with some wet hair, got the wet bathing suit thing with your clothes. Ah, yeah, just swimming <laughs> with my friends, just being awesome. carefree. Yeah, exactly. Easy breezy. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love just the the simplicity. Like you had unlimited freedom of the rules of the cosmos and you just want to breathe and be with your friends and family. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think about like, I'm like, I wonder if you asked us this in 2019, mm-hmm. what our answers would be. I feel yeah. like they would, I, mine at least would be very different. Yeah. Be like this big, like orgasmic, explosive experience. Like, oh, I want to play like the Super Bowl halftime <laughs> show. <laughs> And, like, have a million dollars in my bank account, you know? And I was just like, well, no, I just want to chill with my friends and have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like this is really, this is, like, just a good conversation. I think people are going to going to really gravitate towards. So Should thank we, you so much thank for, you for Thank us. you. Should we add a disclaimer? None of us are oh, right, certified right, right. therapists. <laughs> yeah. No Don't medical advice. Uh, except for maybe the breathing part. Yeah, right. definitely breathe. Yeah. Please breathe. If you can. That's a wrap, New York. Thank you so much to all of the cool new artist friends that we get to hang out with. And you be sure to like follow, support all of them because they're clearly amazing. Next week, our You Heard Me Right tour continues with the stop that's, well, let's just say it's not on Peachtree, but it's Peachtree adjacent. That's like a season one deep cut Easter egg reference um, from episode nine to be exact. Anyway, we're just over here having some fun, and we'll hear you later. You Heard Me Right is a Spotify SoundUp original series and was workshopped as part of the SoundUp Podcasting Accelerator at Spotify headquarters in New York City. From Could Be Pretty Cool Productions, this episode was produced and edited by Casey Willis. Mixing and sound design by Moon Echo Audio. Videography by Jacob McCoy. Our executive producers are Casey Willis and Moon Echo Audio. Special thanks to Gina, Barron, Lexi, Caroline, and Simone. From Spotify, executive producers Julie McNamara, Corinne Gilliard, Natalie Tillock, and Jane Zumwalt. 
For more information about today's guest artists, visit us at HerdWrightPod.com or follow us on IG at HerdWrightPod. Thanks for listening. Thank you.